in the vicinity of Southport, England, 1928. Chapter 1 In the village of Merseyside, situated high on a cliff on the Lancashire coast, it was a busy November evening for twin sisters Marguerite and Madeline Merrydale, both midwives by trade and both too far on in years to endure this much excitement in one day. Marguerite sat with the full-bodied wife of the Earl of Borough Sefton, who was about to give birth to a much-wanted heir. Inside the stately hillside manor, in the special birthing room that boasted an immense fireplace, flanked by its own inglenook on either side, her ladyship was laboring in the ornate canopied bed which every Sefton countess fortunate enough to conceive had used for generations. It was piled high with all manner of Belgian and Irish linens, Fancy pillows with eyelets, faggoting scalloped edges, and French lace caressed her cheek as her head thrashed from side to side, the long ribbons and ruched lace absorbing her perspiration. Meanwhile, at the bottom of the hill, at the end of a rutted road close enough to Southport to hear the gulls screeching across the frigid waters of the quay, tiny Catherine Cottingham was struggling to deliver her first child— the croft was so drafty that, try as she might, Madeline could not keep the fire burning in the crumbling hole in the corner that served as a fireplace in the one-room hovel. She's done out of her mind with the pain, and into her twentieth hour, too, Madeline muttered to herself as she swiped at the soot which streaked her arms from continually stoking the fire. And here I am, freezing me fingers to the bone and chafing them with flint, while my darling sister is doing the high and mighty with her ladyship in a room so warm that she's probably dripping sweat onto the fine lace linens. Not fair, I tell you, she said to no one in particular, as her patient was barely conscious. She bent to check Catherine's progress and saw the circle surrounding the baby's dark cap of hair begin to widen. Well, it's about bloody time, she bristled, stretching her back and forced herself upright at the exact moment Catherine screamed from the pain, shouted for a man named Thomas, and passed out. Better for you that way, dearie. You'll not remember the brunt of it. And here we're in for it. Your bairn is going to greet the moon of this night after all. There was a rustling outside the door. It was pushed open to the sound of wind whistling through the chink. Patsy, get that door pulled to now. I am, I am, a small voice said. A young girl pressed her bony shoulder against the door, battling the gusts, trying to blow it back open. When she finally got it closed, Patsy, whose small frame was lost in the ancient shawl borrowed from her Aunt Marguerite, leaned back against the door to catch her breath. Then she rushed over to where her aunt stood in a matching shawl. Madeline's hands were gripping her ample hips, waiting for her news from the hill. Aunt Marguerite says she needs you now. Lady Annalise is clutching her heart and gasping. She cannot get her to push. The baby's head is stuck and the cord is wrapped around its neck. She can feel it. Says there's no warmth in the baby's head. It's cold like a stone. She doesn't know what to do. She's crying something fierce. If she's done lost that baby, the Earl will kill her for sure. But I cannot go now. Look, look at this. Between the woman's legs, propped open on the worn cot, was the scrunched-up face of a caterwauling baby. 
The body was inching out and making its way into the world between the cold thighs of a young woman who had no idea of the momentous event happening and how her not being awake to witness it would change many lives. In seconds, the baby's shoulders slid through, followed by the chest and torso. As its slick bottom cleared the passage, Madeline bent and scooped the ball of mottled red and white flesh into her arms. Oh, he's a randy one. Look how fine and big, so big for such a tiny little lass like her. But he ain't gonna live. No, he won't. Not here. This chill'll take him by morning if he's not kept warm. Patsy, you stay here. Take care of the birth and stuff that comes out of her. There's a bucket over there in the corner. If she comes to, tell her I got the baby. Going to take it up to the manor house to keep it warm and see if I can help Marguerite with her ladyship. Yes'm, Patsy said, as she gingerly covered the new mother's legs with the tattered coat heaped at the foot of the bed. She knew from experience that this could take a long while, especially if the woman wasn't of a mind to help.